Hi, I'm Paul Thaler. I'm Brian Libby. And today we're going to be talking about things that just don't work. Today on Everyday Engineering, we're going to be talking about things that just don't work. Uh, two of the ones that I want to talk about are, well, my piano and the Corvette, which still has a breakup and misfire at 3,000 RPMs. Brian, you got anything you want to talk about? My wonderful Trans Am, also of which is out of the 80s, just like <sighs> your Corvette. Okay, listen, I'm just going to tell you this right now. Two of the freaking things that we're going to be talking about are from the 80s. Two of the things are products of GM. GM, why do you despise me? Two completely different injection systems, and they still can't correct it. I'm, no, I, words cannot even describe, like, G, like, why GM? Why? <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, though, it's not really GM's fault. It's actually my fault. It worked fine beforehand. I had to make it better, and all of a sudden, now it doesn't work. Mine didn't work beforehand, either. Yeah, no, Brian Brian made his somewhat better, but it's still bad. Yeah, so... uh, At at least I could drive mine at wide open. Yeah. So, basically, what mine is, is... Car sat for, like, seven years. Fuel injector sat with ethanol. Whoa, 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 watch the F-bombs. Watch the F-bombs. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. This is this still has to be you know PG. Yeah, I, I forget that a lot. Um, so car sat for seven years, almost started driving again, and it ran okay. It ran okay. You know, it had a little misfire. We found out that was the catalytic converters that were just clogged with shit when I almost burned the car down to the ground. <laughs> so cut those now, out. Just just as a side note, like they found out that the cats were bad when the car was idling in the driveway and the the carpet melted. Yeah, so there's still a nice, you know, 10-inch yeah. hole in the car. When, when he says the car almost burnt to the ground, he wasn't kidding. Like, it legitimately could have caught on fire right then and there. Yeah, like, I've legit seen the same exact car as mine actually catch on fire and, like, completely total itself because of that. Yeah. And this is because the guy was revving it sky high. And I kind of did a little bit of that, too. I was going to say. I was, and, I was and like, and oh, that's weird. It. It's not clearing out. But. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we shut the car off, car sat all that winter. And I think that's what really killed it with the ethanol sitting it all winter and I was not starting it at all. Yeah. Because ethanol and what they call the multi injectors, it just eats them from the inside out. Yeah. And they just destroy the, themselves. The way the injector works is it's basically a solenoid but it's got a coil of wire so it just sends an electric wire to it and it create uh, electric charge to it and it creates a magnetic field and just pulses it. Yeah. But the coating that they used on the wire wasn't ethanol resistant and the fuel actually runs over the wire to help keep it cool. And ultimately, the ethanol would eat through that and short out the injector. Yeah, and it basically seized every almost every single injector up until the car cooled down. Yeah, how, or you gave it starting when, fluid. When when uh, when you used my multimeter to to check all the injectors, how many of them were basically open? I mean, uh, like uh, I'm sorry, a dead short. Um, I think three of them were actually dead short. But on those systems, if like one of them alone shorts, the whole system basically goes into full like retard mode. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I actually got stuck in a Wawa parking lot, and Paul the actually had to come rescue me. we were going to a car show. We were going to a car show. It was the best car, like, it was the one car show, like, every year that we, like, always it's, have to we, go to. We always have to go to it because it's a family friend of ours, and it's for a fantastic cause. Yeah. But we always get all, like, the whole family, all they bring all their cars to this car show. Yeah, and we ended up getting screwed out of it, kind of. Well, I got well, you got screwed, screwed out, out of it. it. I made it there. I, mean, I Meanwhile... This is when I did the cam and intake swap in the vet. I did that like the week before this car show. Yeah, that was our. We we did that in the deadline. I was really impressed that I kept to a schedule with that. I said, "Oh, this will take about a week." 
It yeah. was a week and two days. You know, that was good if you ask me. <laughs> that was really good. I, I mean, es- especially for working in my garage. Yeah, if you saw his garage, you guys would know. Yeah. If you saw the walls in my garage, you would understand why they are the way they are. Yeah. My mom makes fun of me for the handprints all over the wall. Finger painting, yo. Yeah. It's a garage. It's supposed to be messy. I mean, now I put new fuel injectors in it, and it still doesn't run right. I think I'm pretty, like, I'm 90% sure I know the issue anyway. Yeah. Ba- it's just a matter of getting it done. Basically, Brian's issue is the new injectors are Bosch injectors, where the ones that were in it were, were multi-techs made by D- Delphi. Delphi? Uh, I think they were, yeah. And basically, they have a slightly different resistance and a slightly different latency. So basically, the computer is expecting the old ones, and the new ones don't flow quite as much with the same current is basically what's happening. So Uh the car is just kind of like not... The computer can't really understand why it's not running right. So the computer needs to be corrected for the new injectors is basically what the issue is. Yeah. It runs rich at idle and leans out up top. Yeah. Which so. makes sense. It's just the duty the duty cycle curve on the injectors a little different. And it has no um emissions on it either now. Besides, yeah, well the that'll EGR. that'll change the the idle a little bit because it'll it'll hmm, eh, I don't probably not. Never mind. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now the EGR will also make it run a little bit rich because it doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. But without spending too much time on that, I'd like to start getting into a couple of the other things that we're going to talk about. Yep. Which, go ahead. Since we just said it, we're going to talk about the vet. And basically, the vet annoys me because it works great, but there's one certain thing that just doesn't freaking work. And that's if you want to drive it normally, you can't. You either have to drive it like a grandma, or you have to drive it like a total jerk-off. Yeah. There's no in-between. Like, if I just want to maintain the flow of traffic, like that, like, 30% throttle input just to maintain the flow of traffic... You get to, like, 2,800 RPMs, which is, like, right where you would want to shift it. It starts breaking up, missing, surging, chugging. Like, you name it, it's doing it right there. If you floor it, it doesn't do it. If you back off the throttle, it'll go past it. But it'll, at that throttle input, it'll just stay right at that, like, it just hits a brick wall and it just keeps doing it. It's so weird. And you said you think you might know what it is. (sighs) I'm half hoping that it's just the fact because the, the, the vet uses what's called crossfire injection, which is dual opposed throttle bodies that feed the opposite banks. So one feeds four cylinders and then the other one feeds the four cylinders on the opposite side. Right. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that because the one bushing on the linkage arm is worn out, that they're dropping out of sync at that part throttle. And because of that, it's creating some weird, like rich lean because the the car only has one oxygen sensor so you can only read the fuel trim on one side so the other bank i have absolutely no clue what's going on with yeah so so... i'm hoping that it's just that that's the issue and by rebuilding the throttle bodies with bushings on the shafts it'll stay in sync i'm i'm figuring that like the one butterfly is opening like 30 percent and the other one's opening like 20 percent or yeah and it's just completely throwing everything off yeah if it's not, I have no clue what the problem is at that point because I've fixed everything else that it could be. There's nothing left for it to be. I really think that's what it is. Yeah, well, you also really thought it was the computer too. I also did think it was the computer because you said that there was issues pertaining to that that kind of relate. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But at any rate, yeah, that it's just it's something annoying that I actually caused the issue myself and. I 
sometimes kick myself in the butt for it. But when it when it does drive, it drives so nice. Yeah, no, it's a, it runs really it's good. It's a really good that. running car. But not gonna lie, it's my favorite Corvette. What? Yeah, it's my it's actually my favorite Corvette. Ah, oh, good to know. Yeah, I I could care less about like anything really new. I, it's just so so perfect. It's a very. I'd rather. I, I like black though. on black, but that car with that metallic pinstripe down the side and on the hood. Oh just yeah, makes that the car paint look so job perfect. is so good. The, it may it, it it breaks up the car just enough, and it it's like something that like it's something that you don't see, and it makes it perfect. You have to look at it right. It just sucks yeah, that in the, the prep in the right is... in the right light, like it pops, and you can see because like the fade on the bottom stripe of the pin is like halfway down the door, like it goes way far down the paint. Yeah, but when it's like depending on the time of day, like high noon. You'll only see like the quarter inch of the stripes right where they are sprayed, and you won't see the fade. And then different like it's just the way the light hits it; it just changes. It's awesome. You see, see I see Brian has this really good paint job on his Trans Am where the clear coat you almost can't see it. Yeah, <laughs> you see one side of the car is completely clear coated and repainted <laughs> because you know my mom hits some stuff. <laughs> hey, her nickname wasn't Crash though. Yeah, true. Um. Sorry, mom. So that that all was you know taken care of by insurance and everything. So the the, the passenger sides were painted. The driver's side hood and top of the t tops like coming over the edge. Um, in the there's like a pillar that comes over. That's not you know the the wing's been painted you, like three times. You can clearly see what has and has not been painted recently on this car. Yeah. So like you know it's <laughs> it's eighties GM paint. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, we're, we're not we're we're, we're done talking. You know, we're done talking about GM and and 80s GM. We're giving them too much attention. We're giving them way too much attention. They don't deserve it. So now we're going to talk about the last thing that doesn't work: my damn piano. I I inherited a piano from a relative. It was a gift. I enjoy it. I dabble. I play piano a little bit. The only problem with it is the damn thing doesn't hold a freaking tune you you heard it brian right yeah no it sounded no offense it sounded horrible and i actually what i'll do is i'll i'll like quick play Ooh, sorry my watch just decided to start talking to me <laughs> um <laughs> uh what i'll do is i'll splice in like a, a quick little like excerpt of me just playing uh probably piano man and let it be maybe not in that order just really quick so you could hear just how bad it sounds It's out of sync, and you know it It's will so be. out of tune, but that's just because of the harmonics and everything. But, like, I've tuned this to, like, perfect tune, like, three times, and I'll go back and play it, like, an hour later, and you'll hit, like, middle C, and you'll just hear, and it'll you'll hit middle C again, and it's, like, all three strings on middle C are out of tune again. And it's just like, oh. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's still a nice piece to like, have. Oh, yeah, it's it looks nice. It's a beautiful piano. Yeah, but... yeah. It, 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 it it's still having it is worth it. Oh yeah, no, it's cool. I could you know you can still play on it. It's just it sounds horrible. Yeah. But the uh, the thing that I enjoy most about it is that I try it like well I shouldn't say enjoy most about it. The thing that like annoys me the most about it is like my dad will be sitting down there in the room 
and it'll just be like, hey, come here. And like, I'll sit there and you'll, you'll just be sitting there and the piano's just sitting there in the corner. And all of a sudden you'll just hear, like the thing will actually drop tune. You'll hear the string stretch and the pins move with it just sitting there. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like if I get it in really good tune, I could play it for like an hour and it still sounds pretty good. If I go back to it tomorrow, it'll sound just as bad as it did. And I mean, the tune that it's in now is better than when I got it. Yeah. If you even believe that, bro. I mean, I didn't hear it when... I don't think I heard it when you initially got it. Nah, we had the tuner come pretty much uh, a day or two later. But uh, okay. he had said it It was bad. Basically, what happens with pianos is, is if you don't get them tuned regularly, they things get messed up. And this was tuned once, and then it sat for like 15 years. And then I got it. And then it didn't so you know, tune right again. It, it, it's, they, the guy said, he's like, the whole thing needs to be rebuilt. It'll probably never hold a tune again. Until it's, you know, until it gets rebuilt. Because he, he said it sat for so long like that, that everything kind of like warped on the backing board. And he's yeah, like, it's all just... the pins are, are, are too loose and they're fitting now and everything. And he's like, it's just, he's like, if it was tuned once a year, it would have been fine. That's a shame. Yeah. Well... What are you gonna do? That's just the yeah. that's just the circle of life. <laughs> and I mean, that's that's everything. Like, I'm sure all of you guys have things that just don't work too. I and mean, I mean, I, I know in class, I just go, no, that just doesn't work, even though it does. But it's like it it it, it just doesn't work is like a relative term. Yeah. You, know? you you can apply it to no, it's the same thing. It's just like. Well, 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 that episode of The Office where Toby comes back from Florida and Michael freaks out. He's like, no! No! And oh, he, God, please, no! Yeah, yeah, he just freaks out. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, things that just don't work always tend to be things that you want to work or don't want to happen, and they do. Yeah, and it's, it's just, just annoying. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And you take a lot of L's in life. That's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it just happens. Like, I had a massive W, the fact that the vet fired off after I did all that work right away. That was amazing. I took a major L when it started spraying antifreeze everywhere because the intake manifold had some issues. Not my fault, though. Yeah, no, not our, not our not, fault. Nothing nothing that happened during that break-in that was leaking was my fault. That was all faulty manufacturing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we fixed that kind of immediately, though. Yeah... It was only when the system started pressurizing, too. And then yeah, it was yeah like, that's Psh! it. As soon as it started to get warm, it started spraying antifreeze everywhere. Yeah. But that was because the holes for the mount bracket were, weren't drilled deep enough, so they bottomed out before it really tightened up on the gas. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, no, it's not a big deal. It, you can just kind of rig it to fix it, and it's fine. Yeah. It's really just a couple washers, and it's fixed. Yeah. That's exactly what we did, actually. We just yeah. stuck a couple washers under it to space it out. My idea, mind you, because nobody said anything until I said it. Yeah, well, that was the next day, too, wasn't it? No, that was still that same day. Was it? I thought that day I just stuck the second gasket under it. No, we did put the, um, what's it called, on there, and then we just RTV'd it and run it, ran it right away. Actually, no, the RTV was the next day because I used the paper gasket and trimmed it. Yeah, that's right. But that day we just used, like, I only found, like, two washers, but it was enough that it just slowed it down to a dribble, so I, I did that. I egged out the mounting holes on the thermostat gasket, and... I put a lot of uh, Permatex Indian head sealer on it and called it a day. And it works. It works. It doesn't leak. It works good. It does work good. It works well. 
Yeah, you don't need to worry about it now. Exactly. Oh. It's not something that I just have to be like, oh, no, I got to worry about that. No, I, I don't even have that in the back of my head. I'm like, no, that's sealed up great. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I mean, what, what thermostat housing hole that's machined a quarter inch off? <laughs> I mean, if we really wanted to, you could probably get away with retapping the hole and everything, but like at that chance, you're like, chancing like really screwing up a water passage or something like that yeah that's why i didn't touch it yeah that's not even <laughs> that's exactly it. why i didn't touch it yeah that's exactly why when i do the cylinder heads i'm calling ecklers back and being like hey remember that defective intake manifold you sold me yeah it's off now get me a new one. Oh, you're actually gonna call them when i pull the heads off yeah i'm not pulling the intake manifold off for no reason that was gotcha. that was the last that, that uh, you know let's make that one last thing and this is just turning into a rant about things that are broken but the intake manifold had some issues that I didn't realize until it started for example leaking antifreeze that the thermostat was machined off the response to me was to pull it off send it back they would determine if it was even war- uh, if it even warranted them returning it or not and giving me a new one that's ridiculous yeah and they handled the situation like, really. Yeah, crappy. they handled. The, they 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 kind of might have called my car crap somewhere in the middle there. No, they did flat out, and they tried to make up a excuse too. Excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Yeah, it was uh, not not the best situation. Not at all. Why would it be? And I mean, I'm not bad mouthing Ecklers. Like, I understand that I'm sure they get a lot of crap from people, but like, I sent them pictures. I was like, this is the issue. Like, not for nothing. If I had paid somebody to install that versus me doing it myself. I would have had to pay for them to take it back off, to send it back to them, wait, keep the car held up for however long it would have taken them to determine if I needed a new one or not, and then they would have had to still ship me another one. Like, it just, it was, that was broken. That just didn't work. I'm sorry. I was, mm, mm. No, Angry. we're not going to go there. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done. No, Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think that's enough for the day. It, it, there, are, there are just a bunch of things that do not work in the world. Sadly, you'll you'll see them. You'll probably be required to fix them. You'll probably have to use the engineering design process to fix them. You like that one? Nice. <laughs> I, I like how you incorporated that in there. I, 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 if, if you want to check that out, that's actually an episode that we did. I think it was episode three. Oh, uh, God, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was episode three. It's just called Everyday Engineering, the Engineering Design Process. Yeah, it might have been three. I think it was three, maybe four. I don't remember. That was a it's long there time somewhere. ago. That was guys, that was last season. I don't remember last season. Yeah, it's there if you guys it's go there. and look back. But yeah, no, you'll you'll probably be in charge of that. You'll probably be dealing with some other guy's mess. You like that one? Yeah, that was that was our <laughs> just last that, episode. That, I, think. I think that was the episode after that one. <laughs> yeah, it was episode after that. Then we had the first. Um, yeah, then then we started episode. talking about the Red Shark Project and everything like that. And yeah, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, especially when you undertake a project. Yeah. Hey, but... hey, you like that one too? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just senselessly plugging all of our other episodes in this episode. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, there, when things don't work, chances are it's going to be your job to fix. And them. chances it's going to be an '80s fuel injection system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Like how I incorporated that too. We did injection systems too. Yeah, I'm just going to smack you now. Uh oh. I'm done. I'm done. I'm so done. No, I'm kidding. I'm, a, I'm not a violent person. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I think we're done for today, though. Yeah, no, we're When done. things don't work, it's your job to fix them. I'm Paul Thaler. I'm Brian Libby. Everybody have a wonderful day. Take it easy. Later.